You waver, dog. You waver. So I find it so hilarious that all of a sudden we have this whole, like the group chat, not one drop about soccer, you know, for the last four years, right? Me begging these guys to watch the Premier League. And then all of a sudden I've got soccer experts in my group yes. chat yes. talking shit about the u.s team and i'm cracking up like they're told oh they need to sit back in the low block and they're gonna yes <laughs> the bus. and i'm like dude where did you come from these u.s fans coming out of the woodworks it's so plastic it's so phony i'm an american my mom's british so i i'm, I'm obviously i'm an Eng i've been an england supporter my entire life um and i and i and i do follow the sport but it is so funny. We have a buddy in our group chat. He like married a, an ex like collegiate soccer player, and now he thinks he's like freaking the the go to guy. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I posted something about that. Um, Derek was wearing uh, a Giants hat because he lost a bet to me, and he had to wear a Giants hat. And he's obviously a hardcore Dodgers fan, so he looked very upset. And that's I posted something to the effect of like. Derek's face when he's been talking soccer for the last six years on the show and now everyone on the show is a soccer expert because I feel it dude I I have to resist the urge to be like oh yeah why aren't why aren't they playing the middle more like yo what <laughs> like I don't fucking know like I I have to resist the urge all the time like I went and watched the game with Derek yesterday and I really try to go at it from like I'm learning right like so I'm just asking questions I'm like you know tell me if this is annoying but he enjoys the game so he enjoys like teaching me about it right um and so I really I have to fight myself because I think that is a uh it is another pandemic that we are currently experiencing where everyone is a fucking expert now. <laughs> everyone, everyone who has any life experience, anyone who's made it to 28 years old in life is an expert. And everyone is just preaching all the fucking time. And, uh, you know, it's hard to not get caught up in it. But, yeah, no, I, I can imagine that's got to be infuriating. It's, I, I find it, I just find it funny because it's, it's, it's one of those things that like no one gives a shit about soccer at all. And then, and then, you know, one decent, you know, one draw and a decent win against a horrible Iran team, Iran team. And Come like, on. and, and you've got the, you know, the nation up, up, up about it. Um, you know, they actually, I think, who did they draw? They played the Netherlands next, which is going to be tough. Um, you know, uh, the Netherlands have always been a super solid squad. Um, and so, I mean, we'll, we'll see if, if they can get past this round, then I, you know, I'm all for the excitement on, on the U S side. Um, there's definitely some, some legit players. I like Weston McKinney a lot. Um, Pulisic looked like he got hurt, but he should be back. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a great win. Absolutely. And, and I think that it's well-deserved, but, but yeah, it's, it's just funny to watch the, the, <laughs> the U S fans come out of the woodworks. Uh, did you guys did you watch the game john i did yes and um i was one of those fans out of the woodwork uh screaming on my couch and uh <laughs> it's 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 hilarious because tracy came out and was like oh what do you what like there's football on today i'm like no no it's soccer and she was like you don't you don't watch soccer and i'm like it's united states of america like you watch that i don't care if it's badminton <laughs> i'm rooting for the us of a you know Unless we're talking politics, then I'm like, you know, stay in your own yard and I'm going to probably leave. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that because that was actually a very politically, you know, charged match. Yes. And I don't know if you guys saw that interview with uh, Tyler Adams. 
Tyler Adams before where that reporter was definitely poking the bear there. Those questions were super inflammatory. I understand the framework of the question, and it's a valid question to a black athlete, no doubt. But the way that he said that, the tonality with 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 what he with how he said that, he was looking for a reaction. And the grace in which Tyler Adams, that was his name, mm-hmm. Tyler Adams responded to that question was phenomenal. One hundred percent. I thought it was. Uh, class. I thought it was your class. I thought, I thought it was a master class on how to respond to that kind of provocation. You know. Yes. Um, so that actually made me like the team a little bit more like the players of the team a little bit more um and i thought that was handled really well um you when you say he was trying to poke the bear i mean you could the the way he started the question even when he was correcting um tyler adams on the correct pronunciation of iran um and saying you know so please you know make sure you fix that moving forward whatever and yeah it was almost hostile yeah, it was very hostile when Tyler Adams circled back and said, you know, and mentions, you know, thank, you know, thanks him and like how you're educating me now and acknowledges like this is how we learn. And I really wish just worldwide these were the conversations we could have because it is just second nature, I think, for most of us to be defensive in those moments when people are being hostile and the way he just you know de-escalated the entire situation by having a thoughtful answer um and again thanking him for educating him on on the pronunciation of the country i wish we just had that nationwide right and I can relate to Tyler Adams in this sense. He said he's African-American, African-American heritage, grew up with a white family. You know, like I'm mixed and I totally understand his perspective of like, yeah, things are shitty, but like people for the most part are pretty reasonable in my world. And um, I know for in my life, you know, a lot of my white friends, I've helped educate them at times about differences in cultures and things like that. Um, and even my family, right? Cause I, on both sides, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I just, I, I was super impressed with, with the kid. Cause I think he's only 23 years old. Um, but it definitely, it, it made me enjoy what it made me want to root for these guys. You always want to root for your countrymen, right? And your the team, your national team, but it makes it easier when, you know, they're good. They seem to be good dudes. You know what I mean? Definitely. And I, and I think you mentioned two, two words that are key for me to try to get society to that point. Uh, and that, that's thoughtful education, right? Mm-hmm. Thoughtfulness and education. And, and you, those two things don't exist without one another, right? You have right. to be thoughtful when you're pursuing education and education is a thoughtful process, right? And so to be able to answer, answer in a thoughtful way, like he did showed that he was an educated man and really push forward to me as as you know in my day job as an educator that these conversations are happening in the classroom and you know using that as an example yes. as a case study for my young people um you know and i work with a, a predominantly hispanic community and um race is a huge topic immigrant Im- immigration rights is a huge topic um workers rights and so having these like real-time case studies that have to do with sports have to do with american identity have to do with race 
it, it, it was it, it was phenomenal and it was amazing thing a tool to use so um yeah it, it, the trickle down effect is very much in play when people do respond this way and i think that um it can be like i said like a, a master class or almost like a a, um, a, a teaching moment and so I'm sure. super, i was super impressed absolutely yeah I, like i said i think we could all learn from that and you know even when when um you're being confronted with what may seem to be opposition as far as the way um the tonality and and like we were talking about the hostile tone of the the journalist there um and how to actually absorb some of that and not get defensive i just think we could all we could all learn from that so definite teaching lesson um and we taught those Iranians how to catch a flight home, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they caught it out for sure. That, that, that was a, that was a hard part. I mean, we, we can all admit though, that last 15 minutes was sketchy. Don't, right? stop, don't, don't start trying to talk about soccer. Like, you know, we, we're well, done. No, I do. Okay. I do want to have this conversation because I want to talk to sketchy, someone though. I mean, any, anyone Absolutely. that knows the sport, I, I know the sport. Like I know hockey, I know the rules. I know offsides. I get, I get certain, teams that play you know back and have like kind of counterattacks, but that last i mean it almost seemed like america knew what was at stake knowing that if they tied or went into that push they're losing that game essentially so or they're not they're not making the knockout so it's that last 15 minutes it seemed like they were just playing super scared and it just made everything i just think it escalated everything and and I and I and I think that with the World Cup in particular, what's so what what makes it kind of so much different is that you have those knife edge moments where two different matches are going on. They go off at the same exact time, and both matches the implications matter to moving on to that next stage, right? So you don't have that in American playoffs, right? Like where you have two games going off at the same exact time, winner take all. You know what I mean? It's very rare that you get that. Um, you know, a little bit in in, in uh, March Madness, but nothing like this where it's scheduled to where you can't get an advantage from a scheduling standpoint yeah. because your group, both matches are going off at the exact same time. And that's what you had. And um, and then and then, yeah, as far as like any I think anything psychological in sports when it comes down to that pressure cook situation, you see it in basketball because it's a free flowing sport. Right. Soccer very much emulates that in a certain sense as far as the flow goes. You don't have these stop starts moments. I mean, you do somewhat in basketball with the inbounds, but it's mitigated by the flow of the game. And so that that pressure and that anxiety builds as that time and that tick, 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 tick. You know, and you saw that in the US and they knew that they had to protect that lead. So they got and they and and the Iranians knew that they had to press. And so you get this like beautiful culmination of like two opposing forces coming together and it creates absolute chaos. And we saw that today in Saudi Arabia, Mexico. I don't know if you guys watched that game, yeah. but it was madness. And it was just epic. And, like, the Mexicans almost pulled it off. And then the Saudis came back and, and nicked one at the very end, you know. And, and they knew that Poland had, was, you know, was down two goals and they needed another goal. And so it just creates this incredible situation that we um, – I think we as Americans are, are – we don't get to experience that often. And, you know – the, the, these these countries have been doing this world doing the World Cup for a hundred years or so or however long it's been going. Um, you know they this is what they live for. This is it. You know. Yeah. Well, does I, anyone does anyone know the odds for um for the U.S. advancing against the you, Netherlands? Give me one second. 
it's got to be i mean i know they only do like what a one and a half goal differential or or the u.s liner, is, but money the line US, it's, it's got to be like 400 so it's a good that's a good guess it's three four it's 340 so it's three dollars and 40 cents on the dollar so you're at plus 340 um you're at minus 105 for a half a goal um underdog so basically if it's a that the there won't be a tie in the knockout stages so that that point to me is a dead point um so what does that mean what does that mean a dead point so a point and a half right if you're still losing if the netherlands beat you one nothing the only way that you're winning that game is or the only way that you're winning that bet is if you win by uh by a goal because there is no ties in the group stage so so that's a knockout stage right so right it goes through the pks it's one and done right um so if i was to look anything here i would look u.s money line i do like the netherlands i think they're a stronger outfit um minus 115 on the money line it's the same see that's 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 where you know so it's minus a half a goal is is still one minus 115 for the netherlands right so those those goal line or money line uh or the goal line spreads are pretty much null and void so it's a money line bet um and it's under two to two and a half goals which means if it stays at two you get half of your bet back because it's a two two and a half if it goes over three you win the entire bet fucking nerd you are such <laughs> a nerd dude well, fucking look at that dude uh, look at that hey, that's an inside my- scoop right there i didn't i didn't fucking register one thing you just said like yeah, I, it sounded gone. really, really smart though. There's levels to this gambling thing, and you're not at it. I'm at a level. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you're at the bottom level. You're 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 right above the you're right above the public sentiment. You know, I'd like I'd I'd like to think I'm somewhere in the middle. You know, somewhere where I'm like, you know, I I'm not I'm not losing my job, my house. But you don't own a house, and you barely have a job. <laughs> Touche. To, that 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 is valid. That is valid currently. But you get my point, Aaron. So I know you mentioned that you hate posers. Give me soccer posers in particular. Give me one second. <laughs> what is he doing? I mean, I just got. Can I shout out our boy Michael Grassadonia real quick for becoming the the U.S. U- USMNT super fan. I think you should I think you should run the the fan club, dude. I mean Oh no. I was wondering how you liked my Liverpool scarf. Just oh hold on one second. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Dude, this is a life I live, Aaron. Oh no, we got to fit off. AB, come on, man. This is what I do. Get yourself uh, a proper kit, bro. Patched up, dude. Oh, that's Patched pretty up. hard. It's the badge, baby. That's pretty hard. All right. All right. I like it. Uh, you want to explain to the wait, you guys listening hold on, audience. Hold on. Oh, here we go. You want to tell the listening audience, uh, the audio only audience, what you just grabbed? Yeah, so I went in, I went in my back and got a uh, game official Tottenham Hotspur Nike. It's a Hotspur's jersey. Just a Hotspur's beautiful, jersey. absolute. It's it's pretty much a suit of armor, to be honest with you. And the badge is just <laughs> prevalent um uh, yeah i only wear it on on special occasions um and i don't know what's what what 
beautiful little Christmas scarf that Jarrell has on, but I think it something that you eat and something that you jump into, some like liver liver jacuzzi or Liverpool or something like that. That's right, baby. Go Reds. Let's go. Go Reds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go Reds. Uh, uh, Vita soccer poser is so much fun, dude. I love coming over <laughs> once every four years and hijacking the sport as my own. <laughs> it is the most American thing uh, I get to do. You know, this is more American than the 4th of July to me. This is more American than bald eagles and apple pies is going to someone else's country and asserting our dominance and our expertise and our way of life. That's what we do as Americans. Red, white and blue USA all the way. Let's go. <laughs> I'm coming around. I'm coming around. I'm coming around a little bit on the U.S. side. I'm, I'm coming around. I'm telling you, bro, go hijack a sport this year. It's so much fun to just jump in, not know shit about shit, and just start posing around like you're an expert. It is an amazing feeling, and I don't want you to deny that to yourself, brother. But isn't it like isn't like World Cup soccer the the easiest one to kind of poser into? Like, it's not, like, what's another sport that you, I mean, maybe hockey? Like, what's another sport that you could just kind of Rugby, step into? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. You know. British people are weird. British people are weird. <laughs> Except sports. for your mother. Your mother's the same. I'm guilty on both of those. I definitely, <laughs> as, as your resident American slash British lineage, I definitely think that I know more about cricket than I do. Rugby, not so much, but but absolutely a little hijacking. I actually, yeah, never mind. <laughs> Boys, I'm very excited um, about uh, my upcoming picks here in a little bit. I just want to let you know, I told you I was going to stay away from the L word last week was my last time, but I was lying. I can't tell you the adrenaline rush I felt the Jared Goff <laughs> hitting the under by eight yards. <laughs> It was the best thing that happened to me on Thanksgiving Day. I, I mean, I had family here. I've spent it with my beautiful fiance. We got a host. We had an amazing food. But oh, we, uh oh, uh -oh we lost Aaron. him again. We lost him. But I'll continue with you for the time being, John. Um, I took the under two forty eight and a half, I believe, two forty eight and a hook for Jared Goff totally passing yards. And him getting to 240 was just mwah, chef's kiss. Him being at 124 yards at halftime, exactly halfway there. I was just like, this is perfect. Of course he is. Of course he is. And then, of course, he starts chucking the ball all over the field. But it wasn't enough because they are, in fact, the Lions. I'm sorry. I digress. I know we'll get to my picks in a little bit. I just wanted to tell you guys I'm very excited. No, that yeah, that's, that's amazing. Um, you also had two other picks so we'll see how yeah goes. i don't i i honestly don't remember how they went so we get it we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that we'll, no, get, we'll get to, to that. that um but i'm proud i'm proud of you i'm proud of you for the jared goff <laughs> great yeah um we have a monster game coming up this weekend between the san francisco 49ers and the miami dolphins um it's a return of mike mcdaniel to san francisco uh part of the architect of that offense we have a much improved Dolphins team. Um, this is typically when the Niners start to get in the swing of things. They are on a four-game win streak, 
the last four games. That defense hasn't given up a single point in the second half, but they do have Tua coming in. They have Tyreek Hill. They have Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Waddle. They are stacked, and that team is has been, I believe, the mo- the number one offense in the league going up against the number one defense. And so I just kind of wanted to preview that with you. I know we'll probably talk, you know, uh, some gambling aspects of that here in a minute. But um, how are you feeling going into that game? Like, what are you looking for? What are you expecting? Yeah, so I'm I'm actually um, I like this spot for the Niners quite a bit. Um, I think Miami traveling across country um, after they're I think they're a little inflated in the market too. I think that they've been beating up on bad opponents. I mean, they almost just got backdoored by Houston. Houston had all the momentum in that second half. Um, Look, I get it. Their offense is potent for sure. They've had an issue stopping the run all year, and they've had an even bigger issue stopping the run on the road. Niners are at home. I think they're a little – they're rested. That was a hard-fought game. It might have seemed like a little bit more of a physical battle at 13-0. But I think the Niners had that in control the whole entire time. I do think that Trevarius Ward possibly could be back this week, um, which would be a huge return for us. Um, and I just think that that, that run defense of Miami is going to get absolutely shredded. And I think that Shanahan is finally starting to buck some of these trends of, you know, home favorite, can't win as a home favorite. You know, I think that he – is starting to understand what he's got right here. And I think between McCaffrey and I know a lot, the Elijah Mitchell thing actually is a major, major hurt. That one, two punch was incredible. And yes. you could, you could have Mitchell yes. run, the, run, run up the middle, run in between the tackles. And then you have McCaffrey. And when you, it's like one, one play, one series, you have McCaffrey and Debo in the backfield. Then all of a sudden you've got McCaffrey in the slot, Debo on the outside, and you've got Mitchell in the backfield, and you've got Kittle. It's like now McCaffrey has to assume that role. But I, who was the kid that came in? I, I missed his name, but he looked good. Mason. Mason. Uh, he looked good. I, I got to look up his first his first name. Blank on me. Rookie. Won- yeah, rookie. Uh, I think fifth round or seventh round. Right. Yeah, um, Mason. Um, he is a rookie. He, he's man. He looks he does big look though, man. He looks like a Saquon Barkley or like an AJ Dillon type back. You know where because that's the Niners. The Niners need that. The Niners. That's what Elijah Mitchell was for them. They're trying to keep CMC away from avoiding that you know potential injury that he's known for. Keep him on the outside. Keep him in swing screen passes. Those little dink and dunks. And then have well, Elijah Mitchell, but now you have Mason to kind of get kind of those dirty yards if he can, you know, he I mean he had what four or five carries in the last game towards the end of it when Elijah Mitchell got hurt and looked I mean looked well well running the ball. Again, it was only four or five carries, but you know, I, I think that's a potential back that you can substitute in for for Mitchell for the time being. Cause hopefully it's you know two weeks, three weeks ready to go by playoffs. The ironic thing about this game is this is a game with Mitchell going down that they could have really used Jeff Wilson. <laughs> um, and so I do think that dynamic is interesting. But um, our D-line, I shouldn't say ours, but San Francisco's D-line um, has been pretty great. And um, the Dolphins are missing their offensive tackle, Armstead, who is an absolute beast. And so Tua is really good at getting the ball out of his hands quick, making quick decisions, and he's going to have to be 
this week um, against the Niners. I'm nervous about it. I don't really know what to expect. I am expecting to watch that game with our boy, a real Italian, Will Tomasini, who is a real-life Dolphins fan um, out here on the West Coast. So I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to it, but I, I I am really nervous. I didn't make a pick on this game either way yet because it just it makes me it makes me really concerned because at the end of the day, Jim Garoppolo is still the quarterback uh, of the San Francisco 49ers. Honestly, this is this is such a good position that that the Niners are in. The fact that they won this week and the Seahawks lost, taking mm. sole sole first place in the West. They can win this game, and even if they lose this game, it, it truthfully, like as far as playoffs are concerned, it doesn't really matter. It's not going to affect their N- NFC record. It's not going to uh, affect their AFC divisional record. So while it's it's a great stamp on like kind of a litmus test of like where you are in this league, but at the same time, like it, Go, they're playing with house money in my in my opinion like they lose this game they beat the bucks they beat the seahawks and then they i think they finish out with the cardinals and the commanders yeah like that yeah, I mean, that's all nfc teams you can you can easily still get a first or a second you know um seed in the in the playoffs so this it, it's not the end all game but it is a, a great game because besides the chiefs they haven't really played a playoff team yet like what this their season's kind of whack up until this point you know they haven't i i would argue that the dolphins are kind of in the similar boat um you know they've kind of had a a roller coaster injury to out for a couple games niners lost a few guys for a couple games you know kind of weird little stretches and then have these like four or five game runs where they look like world world beaters dre greenlaw been saying it for the last couple of weeks. He's so crucial to me in this game. Um, his speed, sideline to sideline, is going to be massive in really just allowing Put those a prop sa- on him, the, the, allowing those safeties to stay over the top. Um, and you can clip that for a soundbite. Um, <laughs> you know, to 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 keep that two shell hot, that two safety shell over the top with Hafanga, and I think that Greenlaw being healthy is super critical. Um, yeah, I'm I'm fucking so excited to watch this game. I think it's just yes. going to be there's so much talent on the field. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great game. These are two coaches that know each other well. Um I think that I think that we could see like a classic. I really do. And I and I do think that They should have um, moved it to the primetime game. They should have flexed it. They 100%. absolutely 100%. I don't know why they didn't. It should have been Sunday what, night what football. Is it since he KC in Sunday night football? That's going to be a hell of a game if it I mean, is. Yeah. Yeah, it should have been Niners Dolphins. I, for whatever reason, I just assumed it was flex, and I literally checked right as I was got home, and I was like, "Wait, it's still at one oh five. Okay, that's that's a huge miss by the NFL. Like, yeah. yeah, there's there is no better talent matchup as far as offensive weapons go um, that we'll see this season. I don't believe. Um, so, I mean, I mean, this is a team that can put up thirty, though. So this is. It's it's a true test for that defense. Not to say that that defense isn't tested and true. You know, there's there's Super Bowl you know players on that on that team and uh, and Bosa and Warner. But you you well, got to well, think like if if this is kind of your gauge of playoffs right here. Like, can you can compete with an offense uh, that can put up thirty five? 
you know they're just going to run the hell out of the ball, the Niners, right? So, um, you know, if they can if they can keep moving the sticks and control time of possession, uh, I think they have a sh- they have a good shot. So we'll see, and we'll see we'll see if uh, how confident our boy AB is over here when we get to his picks. Uh, speaking of picks, John, congratulations, my friend. One of the only men bold enough to come out here and say Michigan plus eight. <laughs> and it was Michigan by a lot more than plus eight, man. What a victory for you, man. That I don't even know how the rest of your picks went. We could get to that. But just how are you feeling? Did you feel, uh, you know, like just a, an extra level of exuberance on Saturday? Like, where are you at right now? Yeah, it was. Uh, let me let me walk you through my Saturday morning. Oh God, uh, I, don't, I don't know that we needed to start there, but okay, let's no, do it. it. It's it's all revolving around Michigan. Um, I wake up a little later than anticipated. It was like nine thirty, so the game had already started. Um, and I check go and check my phone. We have a like we said before, we have a, a laces out thread. It's all our degenerate buddies. They're just high and low, near and far. They all you know throw in little expertise, advice, what they're taking, uh, and so. You know, we put out the pod. They all listened. A couple of them didn't really like Michigan plus the eight. And uh, that next morning, Aaron started a coup. And he he said he said that he spouted all these all these statistical analysis that you could about Ohio State and how they're going to win, and essentially persuaded a handful of the group to go onto Ohio State. <laughs> and what happened? What happened, Aaron? What happened, Aaron? But I will say Aaron did send me a voice chat in the group apologizing. Then rightfully so afterwards, he said he was still right. But I'm a man of honor. I'm a man of honor. I will I will admit (laughs) I will I will say sorry to your face and I will backdoor you with a caveat and justification of why I was still right. But I am I am a man of honor. (laughs) <laughs> let me just put it this way i called that i actually called that so i reversed how did you call- i i reversed <laughs> reversed it on you, you so you're saying you, okay you helped me your, yeah i did because i made you okay with your pick okay i wanted you to finally feel confident and secure in a pick because uh, i know how your brain works and you get way galaxy brained and you you know and you and you have trouble sometimes just committing and so what I did was, if you go back to the the pod before, I said if Michigan can dirty it up, keep it close, and in the first, for, what did I say? If it's seventeen ten in the first half, Michigan's got a chance. What was it? It was like twenty one seventeen. Michigan came out second half, and what did they do? They yeah, ran the ball down down Ohio State's throat. Okay. How did, how, <laughs> this is like this is like you are upset at your girlfriend and and you have like everything is right and somehow you just like blinked and all of a sudden it's on you now and you're just like wait how 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 do we get here that's yeah. what aaron just did to me in my bet dude oh, yeah he just took credit it, that's not to say that i was not already saying that on the pod i didn't waver you wavered dog you wavered i just appreciate that aaron somehow flipped a loss into a win and i <laughs> i for one Always appreciate a man who will take zero accountability when they are wrong. <laughs> so, shouts to our boy AB over here. Uh, John, let's get into your picks, sir. 
it's me. Knock knock. So, uh, you got uh, you got my money? You gonna give me my money? Where's my money, man? week was tough you guys it was uh it was pretty tough went two and four and uh didn't hit on the teaser but uh i digress we're gonna we're gonna pick it back up this week we have championship weekend championship weekend so i'm going through uh i picked out eight conferences we got friday and saturday two on friday and six on saturday we're going crazy all right let's do it so we have conference, conference USA, North Texas at um, University of Tennessee at San Antonio, taking North Texas plus ten. Got Pac twelve, Utah at USC. I sh- I should preface with all this that I, Aaron, I I I might be wavered. You know, I might be wavered in some of these picks, and if you would like to add your two cents. By all means, please chirp in, and I, I could be potentially swung. I, I, absolutely, I, I I do. So you went with uh, I went with USC minus two. I think it's two and a half now. Okay, so I like USC in this spot, revenge spot. I think that the number was at three or three and a half yesterday. If it's down to two, I'm Is not sure I feel. I think I got. I think I might have bought a half. Okay, so if you bought a half, half. so if it's still at three and no no pro money has come in and moved that line at all, I'm okay with the three. Um, The three and a half makes me a little nervous. I could see this. I could see this being basically a repeat of the first first game where it's just blow for blow Um, offenses. I think uh, Rising and Williams are going to go back and forth in this one. so, I, but I do like USC in the revenge spot, and I I absolutely love the over um, at sixty seven. Sixty seven. Okay. I think this game could get into the eighties, no problem. It's indoors. Yeah, it's moved, the line has moved to sixty eight. It moved to sixty eight. It's indoors at at uh, in Vegas at Ale- it was at Allegiant uh, Field, and this could be a track meet. Wow. So right. I think. I I'm staying USC. I'm staying USC. I, I like SC. I think they have more to play for here. Um, I think that that they'll be ready to go. Um, and 68 to me seems. Low. You got to think, right? Caleb Williams is, is Heisman front runner runner right now. By he's a gonna he, he's gonna a, right unless they have a bad loss in this spot, right? He throws a few picks. I don't think he can lose it. I really don't. True. There's yeah. There's not really. And if anyone says Spencer Rattler, so help me God. The kid is a professional quarterback. He, he very, very talented thrower of the football. And I think that, I think that, that yeah, I like the USC and I like the 68 over. Move on. I just, right. yeah, let's move on. But I just, before we do that, I just want to say, um, if anyone ever has accused us of not being degenerates, what other podcasts are you listening to where someone's picking North Texas? Proceed. I mean, it's Aaron's whale this year. Uh, Big 12. Big 12 championship. Kansas State at TCU. Keep in mind, at these 
when I say at TCU, they're they're playing in a neutral site, sort of speak. You know, there's you know obviously Dallas and stuff like that. But anyway, um, Kansas State, TCU, TCU is minus two. We're going TCU again. They are just covering machines. And uh, yesterday or last week was easy. They were out to twenty four nothing in the first quarter. So I'm thinking TCU in a playoff. Probably get smoked by Michigan. Uh, but right now we're taking TCU. The MAC championship, the best conference in football. Toledo at Ohio. I'm taking Ohio plus two. Uh, Toledo has been playing well as of late. But I don't know. Something about Ohio's unis, man. I just can't get, I just, the, the green and white, the Ohio, I just, I can't get over it, you know? So Ohio plus two. SEC championship. Georgia, LSU, pretty much Georgia home a home game, but uh, I don't like the spread. I'm taking the over of 51. I think Jalen uh, Jalen Daniels with LSU is going to streamline, and it's going to be close. But I think Georgia still wins. Uh, ACC or the AAC, the Athletic American Conference, American Athletic Conference, whatever. UCF. At Tulane, taking Tulane minus three and a half. The Big Ten Championship, which could be a really big letdown spot for Michigan, so I'm staying away from the spread. But I am taking the over of 51. I think it's a close game. Purdue takes it maybe even to over, overtime. ACC oh, wow. champion. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, I almost took Purdue money line. I almost took Purdue money line. It's you like think plus, it's having to give a letdown spot. I, I don't something in my gut tells me that it's a letdown spot. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but I just I just woke up with something just not feeling good about the win beating Ohio State by that much. Purdue just, can't protect against the pass. They're gonna get shredded. Michigan's gonna win by twenty points. Clip that coming from the guy <laughs> who said that Ohio State was going to win by 15 points. Yeah. Look, I, I like those picks. Uh, I like. I like. Oh, hell, hold on. Last one. ACC. On. Clemson at UNC. I'm taking UNC plus eight. I hate Clemson. UNC plus eight. You're not a, a Dabo guy. No. I. I mean. I. I don't mind Dabo. Like. I, like. I, I put it into context. If. Like, if I was sending my kid to that school, Dabo, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't mind Dabo being the coach. Yeah, I, I can't buy into Brian U- Kelly, go fuck yeah. yourself. I can't buy into Ulungalele U- or whatever. I can't. Oh, I, I want to pronounce his last name so bad. Me. But, yeah, Clemson is a little overrated in my opinion. They have played well the last couple of weeks. I'm just worried that that North Carolina team literally cannot stop anybody. So... Uh, May is an incredible quarterback. He'll be throwing it on, on Sunday, or I think, I believe. Um, so I understand getting the points through a key of seven there. I'm okay with that. Um, Tulane, I think, is – I'm a little scared at how much everyone loves Tulane. Um, and everyone loves Tulane to cover this against UCF, who are going to be without uh, – oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Um, it was the – so, I, yeah, Tulane, I like their defense. I like the under in that game. Um Ohio wait, State. Georgia. Wait, were you about to not go with Tulane? And then you you switched. No, no, no. I, uh, the UCF quarterback, I believe, is is out. Okay. 
Um, just, you know, if you're wa wavering, I could potentially start to waver. <laughs> we don't need a bunch of wavering now. <laughs> I, I don't want to get these these miscues. One, one, la one last thing I want to say: um, the Toledo Ohio game. I really, I, I really think this number is appropriate. This number would have been seven if Curtis Rourke was playing, but they have C.J. Harris playing now. If you watch the last game, he looked extremely competent. I actually really like what he brought to the table. Um, he looks really good. Toledo's been off essentially for two weeks, so I don't know how game-ready they're going to be. I know the rest is helpful, um, but I love the Bobcats here as just a, a motivated kind of get one for the Gipper dog. Um, with Let's their, go win one, boys. With their starting QB down and out, and Georgia Georgia all the way on that LSU. It's a big number at 17.5. I, like I like the under at, at the 51. I know you like the over, but I like the under. Oh, wait. You like the under? Absolutely. Absolutely. The, under. the only you concern. I think it's I just going to be like a scared, uh, uh, just a prototypical SEC field goal 13 to 16 game. I just think that LSU, I, my only concern is that LSU is gutless at this point and has nothing to play for and just kind of mails it in. So I could under, I can understand the 51. Uh, are going over the the fifty one, but I if, I think if if LSU shows up to play, and Georgia and L, and they get into an, a nice true SEC title game where it could be a slugfest, I mean I I could see it. You know, Georgia just does not let anybody score. Yeah, you know, I think you hold on the fifty one with the over. I like it. Roll with it. I'm probably going to stay off of that, but I would lean the under. You just said you were going under. I said I would lean the under. Lean with the it. under. Lean the. Don't tell me what to do. Sit with it. Give me your teaser, John. All right, teaser. We're going plus seven this week because I'm just desperate. We're gonna throw a couple more units at it. Uh, we got LSU plus twenty four and a half. Got Michigan minus nine and a half. Coastal Carolina plus fifteen and a half. Book it. I like it. I like it. Um, and again, I know you went only two and four last week, but you have you gained all the credibility in the world with me when you took Michigan. So, um, you know, just keep fighting the good fight, bro. Let's go. Uh, let's move on to uh, let's move on to the NFL. You got no when to hold them, no when to fold them, no when to walk away, and no when to run. I'm gambling again. two last week um definitely had a, a nice a nice week there um the turkey day parlay did not hit we got dallas and buffalo over the line new england um they, they didn't even cover that game and, and minnesota did show up uh, you gotta love a little kirk kirk cousins in a thanksgiving primetime situation there um nailed the browns nailed the Bengals, nailed miami barely uh nailed carolina Seattle, and we'll talk a little bit about Seattle mm. here in a second. Uh, so, with Seattle, with the Seattle loss, it was a, a four and two. Uh, if you take away the parlay, it was a four and one. So, uh, moving on to this week, um, I've got a, I've got a nice little slate here. So, I like the Giants to start uh, at plus two and a half. 
I think Washington is super inflated right now in the market. People are loving what they've been doing. I think they're five and one over the last six games. Uh, I think New York is going to run the ball all over them. Um, uh, was it Chase? Dan- uh, Ch- uh, what's his name? Um, the kid coming back, the defensive lineman. Well, I'm drawing a blank. He's a ru- he's a pass Chase rusher. Young? Chase Young. He's a pass rusher. He's not uh, a run stopper. So give me the give me the home dog with the points. I think in a divisional game, um, loving New York there. Philly is my next game at minus five and a half um, against the um, against the Titans. Why is this not a three? Hmm. If, if the Titans are supposed to, if the Titans are, if if the Titans are really that close to yeah. Philly, why is this not a three? Makes right. me a little, makes me. So at five and a half, it's under six, which is under another seven and six are, are both key numbers. Um, everyone's going to drool over the Derrick Henry props going against a shitty Eagle defense. Um, what, you, Philly takes away this one dimension, and you're going to tell me Tannehill with Robert Woods is going to is going to be no, I, I don't think so. Yeah, give me Philly at home. Um, I'll take Philly minus five and a half. So I, this next one I'll leave for my stank one. Uh, Minnesota coming off a mini buy. People loving the story with the Jets, loving the Mike White hype, right? Is Mike White really that much better than Zach Wilson, right? Is he, like, let's does he give uh-huh. you does he give you three or four more points in the market compared to Zach Wilson? No. And if this was a Zach Wilson game, this should be at six in my in my opinion, right? So, and we saw what Mike White happened last year. Had a great game to start pumpkin he was a pumpkin the next game and he was pumpkin for the rest of the season so give me minnesota on a short number at home um and so i I like minnesota minus three there cincinnati love cincinnati in this spot joe burrow absolutely fucks he is the man i think he is now ascended into that conversation with the best of the best jamar chase is coming back Mixon is possibly coming back the biggest the biggest comeback for, for Cincinnati in this is DJ Reader. That defense is different when he plays. Um, the offense is finally the offensive line is finally starting to gel where they put some money into that. Chase and Higgins are gonna brutalize that KC secondary, which yeah. is full of rookies and guys off the street. Um, those are I mean dude, Chase and Higgins, best receiving duo in the league. Those guys are big bodies, they're gonna get down the field. I think Cincinnati rents this game outright. I love it, plus the points, and also give me a little, not even a little, give me a straight, I'm going to dunk on the money line right now. Um, love it. Love that. San Francisco, here we go. Love the Niners. Can't get off them right now. The, the Still have not allowed a point. Baby. What's that? Nothing. Have, go ahead. Sorry, yeah. Still, still haven't allowed a second, second half uh, point in four games. I think the Niners match up really well against this uh, suspect Miami defense, uh, run defense in particular. That zone run game is going to absolutely carve. Um, and that defense struggles on the road. Miami struggles on the road. Uh, everyone hates on Shanahan in these primetime spots, especially here in the Bay Area. I think he's kind of on this vindication tour right now. Um, and he can scheme up a run game. And and he has inside knowledge with McDaniels, which I, I think plays a part. Um, and I think McDaniels might get caught into this trying to outmaster the master. Um, and kind of think himself out of some certain situations. For my stank play of the week, and it is super, super stinky, all right? We're going LA Rams. Something smells. At plus eight against the Seahawks at home. LA Rams are at their lowest point right now. 
Seattle's overweight and the market is, is overweight on Seattle and Seattle had a run of games where the market adjusted from what the perception was going to be in the beginning of the year, which they were going to be shit and the defense was going to be shit. They strung off these run of games, the market over adjusted, thought it was a playoff team. We've seen what they've done the last two weeks. The, the defense has got defense cannot stop the run. They cannot stop the run. And the Rams run game is not great, but you're going to give me eight points at home against a shitty run defense. And now with a running quarterback, um, I, I, you know, if Stafford doesn't play, I actually like this line even more, to be honest with you. And yeah, give me the home dog at plus eight. Um, so Giants plus two and a half, Philly minus five and a half, Cincinnati plus two and a half, San Francisco minus four, Minnesota minus three, LA Rams eight and a half. I believe you can get it right now. Uh, at most books and then for my teaser and john you inspired me i was going to do a six pointer but i'm going to do a, a seven pointer and take all three of these guys all three of these teams through seven to eight we're going to go and this is this is another dumpster Ugh. diving we're pulling this thing from from Dude, you need to go get tested after you place this teaser this That's thing is disgusting. i mean i already sent my panel in years ago brother and it came back dirty because listen to this one it's seven point teaser oakland plus eight love it against uh, at home against the chargers give me some of that we've got atlanta plus eight which i absolutely love and then we and then we have jacksonville plus eight against detroit and i think detroit kind of falls into that same um mold that um the Seahawks do nice narrative, great story, cute little story. I don't know if you guys watched what Trevor Lawrence did last week. He turned into a man. Yeah, Jacksonville kind of looks good. Yeah, he, he like if they could put consistent games together, they could really, they could really be something in that division. I'll tell you this right now: if you were to shave his head and put a helmet on him and put body to body, he looks like fucking Josh Allen. <laughs> he's a big body quarterback that can move and he throws it down the field on a frozen rope and if dougie p dougie big balls is in that film room watching that and is going all right kid we're gonna open it up for you right you give me doug peterson doug peterson's x's and o's against dan campbell's raw raw high school motivation yes i your kneecaps off give me dougie pats and if you listen to the comments coming out of that locker room, I forget the other blonde haired kid that was talking last or this last week. They fucking love that guy. They love that guy, especially after Urban's fucking debacle. Absolute fucking joke. Farcical human piece of fucking that guy should never coach another football team again. Hide your kids, hide your fucking women. Danger to society. I hate Urban Meyer. Oh. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I did right, too. Spencer uh, Rattler. Urban Meyer. Those are two names I'm writing down that none of this really care for. It's a hit list. Yeah, I like it. Um, oh, we might not want to put that on wax. <laughs> 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 All right. Let me, uh, you, you might think that I would be shy from the L word after uh, starting the season one and three of, with my locks of the week and let me just say fuck you raiders like are we really gonna do that like i obviously i want seattle to lose all the time the one time the one time i need them to win you're gonna just let josh jacobs run up the middle for 85 yards in overtime anyway i had josh jacobs on my fantasy team and it helped me 
immensely. So I'm sure it did. Good for I, you. I should I'm be two and three, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so but what is it? Uh, almost only counts in hand grenades and horseshoes. Right. Yeah. So we'll, what, what, and what place are you on? And what place are you in, John? What in our fantasy league? Um, I'm currently tied for last place, but okay, so it didn't matter. Anyways, Drew, I'll go for it. Yeah, thanks, but my man. points uh, for is no one know, cares about I, your I fantasy team. Um, so your boy over here, uh, would be would be scared of the L word moving forward if. I wasn't a fucking savage. I never doubt myself. We're coming right back, baby. We got a lock of the week. That's fucking right. Then my lock of the week this week is actually a player prop. I'm taking David Montgomery at over. I'm taking over on 65 and a half rush yards. The reason being is they're playing the Packers. The Packers just gave up over 300 yards on the fucking ground this past week to Philly. I just don't. I, I think it's. And we don't know the health of Justin Fields. So, you know, if Justin Fields isn't going to be playing, they're going to be handing the ball to Montgomery even more. What's the you yardage? Uh, I have it at 65 and a half. Is that total yards or rushing yards? Rushing yards. Okay. Yeah. So that's my lock like of the that. week. My, uh, my, uh, Pick of the week <laughs> is uh, Nick Chubb with his longest run being 20 and a half yards or more. Um, they're going against Houston. I understand that piece of shit Deshaun Watson is coming back, um, but I just Houston can't, they can't stop the run versus anyone. Um, and, I mean, they in Miami last week they loaded the box and they still couldn't stop the run. Like, I, like good for you holding Jeff Wilson at thirty three and a half yards or whatever he ended up with. Um, but Mostert still went off. They can't. They can't do shit. So, uh, I I like that. And then another pick of the week. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna go Baltimore money oh. line. I'm going to go Baltimore money line. I don't like the spread. I don't know what Baltimore is doing. Um, they fuck around with teams way too much that they should be putting to bed. So I'm just going to take the money line. Even though the number sucks, the value sucks, I feel pretty confident that they're going to win that game. God, I don't know what <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to do with Baltimore. Yeah, it's really difficult, but I mean, it's Denver, dude. And I mean, Russell Wilson just had a birthday party and only half the offense showed up. So around half, half. no one came. Anyways, dude, I think <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> I, I think that there needs to be an obligatory, like, you know, like they say, like there's certain things you just bet blindly. And I think this show just, we just need to bet blindly against the Broncos. Like that's yeah. just, as I a think show, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'm not going to do that. What, but, what are, I mean, what are we doing? What do we like? I could potentially do that. No, we, we're, we're blindly betting against the Broncos. I'm every with week. that. Yeah, I'm going to include that from now on. That's it. I'm, That's I'm with you. Standard. Yeah. Standard. So are we taking spreads? Are we just doing straight money lines or what, what are we? Both first half, second half, money lines. Give me <laughs> just give me, everything give me against the Broncos. Team total unders for the Broncos. Uh, Russell Wilson interception props. I'm 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 here for everything. I'm it's like a buffet. It's just a, sh a smorgasbord. 
I'm with all of that. Love it. Wow, we just come up with content ideas on air. It's just yeah, a production meeting during the show. I love it. Um, all right. Well, it's been real, y'all. Do you guys have anything on the way out here? We good? No, dude. I am. I am solid. I am completely, (laughs) completely solid in all my picks and all my feeling about everything. Um, yeah. Big shout out to all the newly anointed U.S. Uh, soccer fans out there. Absolutely love you guys. You're a bunch of cheesecakes. Love it. It's coming home. Three Lions. Let's go, England. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, um, I believe. I believe <laughs> that we will win. I believe that we will win. <laughs> I believe that I just started watching this sport like three weeks ago. That's right. But we're experts now, baby. That's the American way. Also, um, yeah, we'd never talked about this on the show. We should have mentioned it earlier. How did you feel seeing your beloved England squad not be able to put up a single goal against this American team? We'll see you guys. We'll see. We'll see. Well, we'll see you guys in the next round. If we, if we, if you guys can get past the Netherlands, we can talk. But we'll talk at the end of the tournament. Sounds great. All right, boys. Be well. (laughs) Game over, man. It's game over.